CITI 101.9 on the FM dial. Hank Studs in the house. In the hizzo. Word. Word. <laughs> I am joined here by the magnificent Robin Bougie. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasted from the AMS Student Union Building in Vancouver. Wow, I've never actually gone that far in saying where we are. <laughs> I'm lame. Well, you're feeling severe today. That's I'm why. I'm feeling severe, severe. I'm going to do a quick warning to people of topic matter. Last week we had a uh, pretty uh, contentious episode talking about the uh, creator Ivan Brunetti. And this week I'm talking to Robin Bushi, the creator of Cinema Sewer magazine, a uh, plethora of filth to be had among it. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Filth. <laughs> Filthy. It's good stuff. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Um, so we're going to talk about CinemaSaur. So if you're easily offended, you might not want to be listening. Um, i got to give that heads up to people. Um, if you are easily offended but want to be offended... Definitely listen. Definitely listen. <laughs> and we're going to talk about CinemaSaur. Um... Why don't we start out, Mr. Bougie, with a quick background on Cinema Sewer. Okay. For people that, that don't know Cinema Sewer, they just listen to CITR because it's the hip station to listen to. <laughs> oh, well, by the way, i got to do the time, too. It's 06, and that was uh, to talk about the song we just played. That was MC Chris uh, off of his album uh, Life's a Bitch and I'm Her Pimp. And the song was called uh, Fett's Vet, which is severely geeky. Uh, you know, it's about what? It's about Boba Fett. So. Boba Fett's Corvette? Yeah, and he... Who doesn't love Boba Fett? I love Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett's awesome, man. Well, I just feel bad for him dying in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Dude, how long is that going to take? Bounty hunting for Jab Jabba the Hutt. For Jabba the Hutt? Yeah. Snap. Okay, so Cinema Sewer. Tell me about Cinema Sewer. Uh, it started in uh, 97 and uh, started out as a mini comic, uh, digest size. It printed like 200 copies of it. Uh, I'm on the 18th issue now, uh, but when it first started out, yeah, I just yeah, I printed up 200 copies, photocopied them, just sold them around town here in here in Vancouver, and uh, it's grown kind of steadily each issue. Uh, around issue eight, I started putting like color cover, like color photocopy covers, and then uh, around issue eleven, started it was no longer photocopied; it was uh, offset printed because the print run got up to about a thousand copies, and uh, now I'm up to about a two thousand copy print run, and it's sold in. Uh, 11 countries and uh, has distribution uh, in the states with uh, Tower Records and uh, yeah it's so once it getting translated keep, it keeps me busy anyway. <laughs> now I do uh, like a calendar that comes out every year and uh, I've got DVD releases now that come out that are correlated with it and uh, a few other projects in the works okay um, today we have the newest issue of Cinema Sewer issue number 18 with a lovely cover by what's the name of the person who did the cover? His name is Brandon Graham, okay. and he's got a uh, an account on DeviantArt called uh, Royal Boiler. Royal Boiler, R O Y A L B O I L E R. Yeah. So if you go to DeviantArt and uh, do a search for that, that'll you'll find his uh, his art on there. Now, if someone goes to the Cinema Sewer website at cinemasewer.com, will they be able to see this picture? Um, no, actually. But it hasn't been updated yet. But you can actually see it if you go. To, there's a link on the front page of cinemasewer.com that uh, goes to my daily, my live journal. And it says Robin's Daily Comic, although I'm not really putting a daily comic up there anymore. But but if you go to that, you'll see it. But, it's like monthly comic now. Yeah, it's more like monthly comic. I'm too busy with the magazine. so With the sewage? You know how it is. Um, also, I have it featured on the Ink Studs Live Journal, inkstuds.livejournal.com. No www, just inkstuds.livejournal.com. Hmm. It fucks up if you do. Oops, I said a bad word. <laughs> it messes up. I'm sorry, right? <laughs> You're out of control. Out of control. Where'd that boy come from? Um, but yeah, it's it's an awesome cover. It's it's kind of neat. The coloring job that... Did he do the coloring? Yeah, he did the coloring on uh, Photoshop. Because it's uh, pretty similar to like some of the, the hip stuff like the josh middleton and stuff like yeah. it's kind of like that similar coloring style well, he's, a, he's a graffiti artist and he works a lot in 
uh, I mean, he's different mediums and stuff, but a, a lot of the stuff he's doing is comics, and you can tell he's really inspired. He's kind of got a little bit of a manga thing happening, but it's also kind of a Euro style. I kind of like the way he kind of amalgamates the whole graffiti look as well as, like, European comics together, and if you're into the work of, like, Paul Pope or somebody like that, it, you can see some of that in there as well. I was going to say, it, it actually reminds me of uh, Eduardo Riso, who oh, right. does 100 Bullets. Yeah. Really, especially with the face, it's really similar to that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really seeing the Paul Pope so much. Maybe I find it. I actually like this. <laughs> oh, did I say that? Not a Come fan on, of Paul, Paul Pope's Pope. awesome. Yeah, Paul Pope needs to know when to stop drawing. <laughs> hey, look who's here. Colin Upton's joining us in the house. Ow! Now, today, because we are joined by Mr. Bougie, and you have the new issue of Cinema Sewer out, and you also have the calendar, and it's February now. Right. So if people don't have this calendar yet... Colin's out of control. Colin's starting a German industrial band in the room with us here, <laughs> if you hear that. I nice. think it's called Sprockets. <laughs> Are y'all situated, Colin? I always was a big fan of Trio. Uh, i got to turn your mic on. There, there now we go. On. Colin's got mic check, one, two, one, two. Trio! Trio. <laughs> um, we have a giveaway today. Yay. Yay. You want to tell us about the giveaway, Bougie? Well, i got a bunch of these calendars left that... Uh, I didn't manage to sell, <laughs> so I figured... Oh, that's, that's a way to work up the enthusiasm. <laughs> wait, 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 there's more to there this. There is. Each one, uh, it's an awesome calendar. It's got a dozen different artists, and also uh, with each calendar, there's a copy of the brand new issue, which comes out tomorrow. It's not available today. Exactly. So, I've got two. Cinema sewage. I've got two calendars and two issues. So what do people They're have to do back. to get a free copy? Um, I think, uh, well, we were thinking of the skill testing question, but we, we didn't want to make it too hard because we're worried that everybody's re retarded. No, I, yeah, thanks, Fuji. Um, <laughs> because the skill testing questions he wanted to do, I didn't know the answers. <laughs> so I think we're just going to have, uh, what, the first two people to call in that call in and tell us what their favorite women in prison movie is. And if I approve, <laughs> if I don't think they're too lame... Now, if you are interested in calling us, it's 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. And give us a call here in the studio. Um, really, you want to pick this up. And if you get a chance to get it for free and a free calendar, which features... $12 value. $12 value, which and features... still art. 11 months to go. Yeah. 11 months to go. It's February, you know? Yeah. Who, who did the first month? I have to remember. Sweet-ass calendar. Yeah, we're missing the first month, but we'll live. There's, there's another month. It's Joseph Bergen. He, Joseph he, Bergen. he moved away anyway. Yeah, so who cares about him? <laughs> yeah. But we have such wonderful artists as uh, Mr. Colin Upton, who yeah. happens to be in the room. Danny Hellman, Rebecca Dart, uh, Ed Brisson, another local boy. Steve Rolson. Yeah. A very talented local boy. He's getting a lot of acclaim for uh, work in uh, Queen and & Country. And, uh, Pounded. Pounded. He's doing something the... Uh, the Cavalier and Clay comic spinoff. The Escapist. Yep. He's going to be doing an Escapist oh. run. James Lloyd, who does a Futurama comic. Yeah, very talented young man. Uh, who else? <laughs> Me. Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm in it. Lovely Miss. Is that Lovely Miss Rebecca Dart? There? Rebecca Dart, yeah, Rabbit Head. We, yeah. we mentioned Rebecca Dart. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering. I just thought it said Lovely Miss, and I'm making sure that's not like Lovely Miss Colin Upton. <laughs> Is that Mrs.? <laughs> lovely Mrs. Colin Upton. Yeah, it would be Mrs., wouldn't it, Rebecca Dart? Well, whatever. Miss? Are you trying to like put out like this mixed message for the ladies out there? Corey McDaniel's in it. We had, you had him on the air not too long yep. ago. Yeah, young Mr. I, 
Mr. Corey Mc, Ms. Corey McDaniel, Ms. Ms. Um, from Alabama. Yes. He's a very talented young man. He's doing some interesting stuff. He's up here in town going to school. I need to meet up with him. Yeah. Soon. So, um, yeah. so yeah, call in and tell us your favorite women in prison movie. Basically, if it's violent and has lots of nudity, then I'm going to be game. As I said at the beginning, Robin is easy to offend. I'm not personally offended by him, but a lot of the matter that I'm you to cover in Cinema Sewer is of a... Um, try to think of the right word here. An adult nature. Yeah, okay. Um, and then looking at some of your other titles that you have out there, like the uh, Extra Revenge Project. Yeah, the Incest Project. The inc- a series yeah. of interviews I did with people who practice incest. Uh, what else do we have by you? You, you have uh, Plopsy Pete. Yes. One of my personal faves. It's a vagina for a face. Yep. The um, swirly... No, what's it called? Curl. Curl, right? <laughs> what? The pink one. Oh, oh, that was girl. Girl. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it, it was the lettering looked weird. <laughs> it kind of looked like... I don't know what the lettering... Yeah, sure. what, what was the effect of the lettering on that one? Uh, it's supposed to kind of look organic, I guess. Okay. So the new issue. Tell us about the new issue. Women in prison. Why women in prison? Um, it's it's a genre that's really kind of close to my heart. Uh, it's it's an interesting genre of exploitation, or I guess a subgenre of exploitation, because it's the mostly forgotten. I mean, you have a lot of like the cop movie still lives on. You know, the all different variances of the horror movie still you, they still make them today. Whereas the women in prison movie has kind of almost been forgotten. And in its heyday, it was one of the most popular like subgenres of exploitation films. And they were all over the place. I mean, drive-ins ran women in prison movies all the time. Well, perhaps it's kind of a, a limited. Well, I form. mean. Could be, could be. I mean, it's kind of sad that they're not made anymore because there's still there was actually, in my opinion, so much more that could have been done with it that really wasn't. But I mean, I cover a lot of that in the issue. We cover the history of the films. I mean, the first ones came out in the 1930s. Uh, they kind of they started out uh, as very much in a, a similar style as a lot of the gangster films of the time. Which were like, uh, you know, I mean, just there basically to tell the audience, you know, crime does not pay. Uh, you know, don't don't be, uh, you know, don't commit crimes because uh, you'll be, go to prison. So I mean, they're they're not exploitation films, the early ones. They're more, you know, like uh, I trying to remember the name of the pot one, the Three for Madness. Yeah, yeah, they're more like that, but with women in prison. Well, yeah. I was just wondering to an extent. The original, well, not the, the later women in prison films, they were basically done because they couldn't do real porn. Right. Right? Right. So perhaps it's the fact that porn is now more readily available that the genre is less exploited. Well, I mean, there's still softcore movies made all the time now, Doesn't so, which doesn't really make sense to me why that, that subgenre of soft, softcore and exploitation is missing. Hmm. It's just that they're not. I don't know. Just things come in and out of out of popularity. So anyway, I don't. I kind of wanted to revisit it, and I wanted to because to bring it out, and because I think it's something. You know, it's a genre that a lot of people don't know much about, and I do. So I figured, you know, I could share some information. Okay. Um, let's hear about maybe. Uh, now you went through. You were telling me earlier a year of kind of hunting and scavenging women in prison movies and I kind of joined you on some of those shopping trips where you yeah. bought some of the most horrible looking movies in existence <laughs> with, the, with the biggest girlish grin on your face you're the happiest boy like you just found the secret stash of candy in your couch. So many of them are like out of print and almost impossible to find because they haven't been released on DVD the only way you can find a lot of them is on out of print VHS luckily for me a lot of the you know 
video stores are now selling off all their VHS, even the out-of-print rare stuff, which you know would have gone for pretty good money on eBay before. But now that nobody wants VHS at all, uh, I can I can start 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 finding some of that stuff a little easier now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it is it is kind of like Halloween where you're like ah, if you find it, and it's like man, you know. This isn't this isn't even been available in a, you know in a retail area for like twenty years since VHS started. So it's pretty interesting. It's a it's a subgenre that not a lot of people focus on. I guess that is what I'm looking for here because um, looking online, I do a lot of online scavenging. I'm trying to use the right term here. <laughs> Browsing, masturbating. No, that's not what I'm looking for, Bougie. Um, a lot of downloading. I download a lot of movies. And as a subgenre, I see a lot of horror, a lot of like cult movies, but you don't see women in prison movies, right? So it's a pretty select interest. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like, it's there's not- there's hundreds of movies out there though. Oh, how many foreign films? It was it was really big in Italy, uh, Spain. Uh, there's a bunch of them from uh, there's there's ones from Thailand. A bunch of them were made in the Philippines with uh, Philippine actors, or Filipino actors and uh, uh, cast members and and uh, yeah, I mean and dubbed. Yeah, and then dubbed. Yeah, but a lot of times they'll get them with subtitles and yeah. But yeah, it's no, it's a genre that was yeah. World cinema covered it too. Well. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, and uh, tell us about some of the. Um the movies uh, and well, some of the articles that we're expecting to see in the new uh, cinema sewer. One of the big centerpiece articles is uh, focused on the uh, female comic Scorpion films. Uh, Joseph Bergen did a bunch of really nice illustrations, one for each movie. There's f- four movies. And it's actually my favorite um, series, film series in history. Like I like it even more than like, you know, The Godfather or <gasps> you can name like any Star Wars better than Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. It's it is actually my favorite film series of all time. And there's You know, after watching Lord of the Rings once, I'm not gonna watch it again, so I'm not gonna put Lord of the Rings high up in my thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of that, that's like a day you're never getting back. <laughs> They're really long. They're too long. So, female convict Scorpion. What right. about this stands out for you? Why is this so fabulous? One of the cool things about it is it's not just exploitation. It also works on uh, the way the films are, were made. The cinematography is is like a it's almost like an art house film. Where like they're gorgeous. They're the the lighting, the cinematography is amazing. The writing is really top notch. The acting is really good. Um, it's they're really they're really complete movies, but they work within the exploitation genre as well because they're also there's a lot of degenerate stuff happening. Uh, one of the cool things that's also about it is a lot of people complain about with uh, women in prison movies is that it, they're uh, exploitive towards women and that the the female characters are subjugated and raped. And in this series, uh, the female character is possibly the strongest like female character I've ever seen in a movie. And that's like including like I mean, she's just like she's 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 an ass kicker, is what she is. We are just sorry to interrupt there, but someone has a movie that they like. Ah, and Caged Fury, Fury. awesome. Good that, one. That that makes it. I approve. We 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 have a winner <laughs> for a free Cinema Sewer cal- calendar and issue of the new Cinema Sewer. Nice. So there's one left, people. Six zero four eight two 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 four eight seven. You know, on that note, I'm going to do a quick break. I'm going to play something off this uh, thing you brought in. Now, tell me 
um, about this compilation. Um, I found this compilation at Zulu, and it's uh, it's called Sex, Sleaze, and Soul, and it's a CD compilation of just um, advertisements, uh, radio advertisements for movies that came out on that played on the radio when the films were released in the 70s and early 80s. So we're going to hear, uh, which one are you play? I'm playing track 11. Oh, okay. So that's the big bust out, which big. was uh, a women in prison movie from the late 70s. Okay. Here we go. The big bust out. Women caged in a prison of passion where lust is a lifestyle. See soft young bodies bursting through hard prison bars in the big bust out. Where beautiful women are sold as slaves to satisfy the desires of men. Forced to love, they must do it or they're done for. The big bust out. Nothing can hold them. Unchained wild women with guns as hot as their frenzied desires. Gorgeous girls lusting and busting out. Too wild to cry, too strong to die. The big bust out. They chain their bodies, but not their desires. Double-barreled beauties caught in a cage of wild passion. They had to bust out or die. The big bust out. Starring Vanetta McGee, Monica Taylor, and Linda Fox. Rated R in Technicolor. CITR 101.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting from UBC. We are joined by Mr. Robin Bougie, and we also have Colin here. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> uh, we're talking about the new issue, Cinema Sewer. I have a couple of quick announcements to make just before we get uh, rolling with uh, more talk about the new issue, Cinema Sewer, and 
the giveaway giveaway. We only have one left. <gasps> um, the Radar Friends, who were on the show a couple of weeks ago, I guess about three weeks ago, are doing an art show on Wednesday night at Emily Carr. Exciting. Um, yeah, Jordan and Colleen are curating it, and it's Albertans doing art. Interesting. Yeah, uh, they suggested Albertans do art. <laughs> well, both most of the all the radar friends are from Edmonton, I think. Really? Yeah. Where at? Uh... I don't know. Somewhere in Emily Carr. Oh, okay. I'll try and find out as we go along in the show. Um, but check it out, seven o'clock. Uh, very talented young ladies. I like to support the local peeps. And hopefully drag myself out as well, considering I'm such a lazy bastard. You sure are. <laughs> yeah. Nice support from the team. <laughs> They're always like, yep, get off your ass, Robin. Yeah, you pretty much suck. Yeah. So we're talking about New Cinema Sewer. 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 And I can't even talk properly. Uh, just, you know, a reminder, mature listeners only. Um, I guess that means people that can handle naughty talk if you're under the age of 18 and we get really graphic. Tune back in at 3 o'clock for rhymes and reasons. <laughs> we won't get that bad. Now, before uh, we stopped, we were discussing uh, Female Convict Scorpion. Right. Did I get the name right? That's it. Um, do you feel comfortable continuing? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, there was... there. Yeah, the movie's all starred. This actress, her name was uh, Miko Kajai. And uh, she's a big insp- uh, inspiration on uh, filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino and Kill Bill. Uh, a lot of... He's, a lot of... You can see a lot of things from the, the female comic Scorpion movies and another one of her movies, which was uh, Lady, Lady Snowblood. Uh, you can see influences on him in, in those films. Um, the films were from the early 70s. Um, what else should I say? They're good. They were awesome. <laughs> now, where if I was looking to rent female comic Scorpion, right? am I hooped? No, there's a couple of stores in town that you can get it at. Uh, there's uh, Happy Bats. Uh, I know have uh, Main and Fifteenth. Main and Fifteenth, and I know that um, uh, Black Dog on Canby and Eighteenth have uh, have some of the movies, and uh, probably Videomatica would probably have some too. Yeah, but that's so far away. <laughs> I, think, I don't know where you guys are listening from, but uh, Happy Bats. If you haven't been there yet, they've been doing a pretty good job of stocking up. A I'm lot really of impressed really with that store. Yeah, uh, they're t- they're small. Um, they cram a lot of movies in that space. Yeah, a lot. And the service is really good. They're really it's, nice. I'm waiting for it to explode with videos ending up on the sidewalk. <laughs> Just sort of too much in there. It's like beyond capacity. Well, every time I go in, they've they've worked out a new way to like shelve the. the you can thing. just see the guy sitting there all night staring. Yeah, at the puzzle, like, puzzling with them. Yeah. yeah. It's like it is like a puzzle. Must have like some kind of weird Mensa membership for that one, <laughs> for just that store. Yeah, exactly. Now, so, yeah. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. So I mean. Besides for that, there's also uh, there's articles about real life women in prison because I thought it'd be kind of interesting to like juxtapose the idea of you know what we see in the exploitation films as, as opposed to real like real life facts about what it's really like for women that are really in prison these days. So I did a little bit of that. I didn't touch on that too much, but are you going all softy on us? I thought it would be kind of interesting just to see you know. And uh, and then you know the rest of it's just filled you know with uh, various uh, reviews and articles about uh, different films and comic strips. Yeah, and there's some comics in there. I did uh, 
I uh, wrote some comic strips and got some different artists to illustrate them. I did actually did I did book reviews for the first time this this issue. I did some I found some old uh, pulp books uh, of women in prison themes. That you, yeah, you got it. Uh Pulp Fiction, right? Uh, a couple of them I found at Pulp Fiction, a couple of them I found uh, on eBay. eBay? Yeah, I got uh, Priscilla Equus, is a, a female cartoonist who I'm really impressed with that hasn't had any work really printed yet, but uh, I found her online. She lives in Australia. And I uh, was really impressed with her work, and I wanted to get a chance to get her, her name out there a little bit, so uh, she did a two-page story. Wow. And uh, who else? Um, Joseph Bergen. Joseph Bergen's got a story. The the third. Yeah, Ryan Pequin from Powell River. Uh, Ted Dave did a really cool one-pager about the uh, the Women in Prison ep- episode of uh, Charlie's Angels, which was the highest-rated episode of uh, that series, the original Charlie's Angels series. Wow, and they did good in that show. Yeah, that was that was like the number one show of its time, so... One suggestion mm-hmm. I would like to make. Sure. Uh, a little more Colin Upton comics in them? <laughs> no, I've been in the previous three, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> Go on. Uh, now, one of the, the things that I love about CinemaSewer is the hand-written, hand-printed type. I mean, there's no... It's, it's all lovingly done, sort of... Well, lovingly rendered? Lovingly rendered, with a zine-like quality, but with professional presentation. Okay. Okay. Uh, the only problem is, is I I don't see any table of contents. Right, I haven't. I've never done table of contents. Why? Why is that? Um, I'm kind of like. Why? My stance on it is that it's 44 pages. It's not that big. If it was maybe maybe if it was like a, a if it was something bigger, maybe maybe if you, if it was like 80 pages, I would go okay. Maybe it's time for a table of contents because it's getting a little out of control. But well, it's it's 44 pages, but it's also incredibly dense. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the reasons I haven't done the table of contents because I've I'm really into filling the magazine with as much information as possible, and that's almost like wasted. You're gonna go all Chris Ware on us. It's wasted space almost. I mean, I, I've seen <laughs> zines that like are t- three times as big. But don't have that amount of, of information <laughs> in them. Don't you believe in white space? Like I said, I spent a year researching this topic. I had to pack it all into forty-four pages, so it's it's all in there. This is wow. uh no, this is is this the thickest sewer yet? Uh, forty-four pages is what the last uh, four issues have been, and that's four pages bigger than the, the biggest one. Yeah, I was actually thinking about going up to forty-eight this issue, forty-eight pages, but I just didn't. I've got it actually right to the exact weight. I've got this little scale at work or at home, and I, the, the the weight of an envelope, the weight of a little piece of paper, uh, saying you know this is your issue of Cinema Sewer, thanks for buying it, and the weight of the issue put into an envelope and then mailed is it like just like milligrams under what the weight restriction is for the next level up? So like it's a dollar ninety to to mail that. Another piece of paper in there will be uh, three dollars and forty cents or something. So, it's just eliminate the cover letter. <laughs> I guess people so. know it's their cinema store. I know, when they open up the envelope. Sometimes you need to put something in there. So your subscriptions Smaller up, stuff paper like that. For the letter, maybe you know, yeah, maybe a piece of tissue, stamp. piece yeah. of tissue paper. Yeah, <laughs> wrote on some toilet. That's paper. it. Start publishing the uh, cinema sewers on tissue paper, <laughs> rice paper. So if if I actually made one more page, I'd probably have to raise the. I probably have to raise it a buck, just the cost. So wow, just to cover that mailing cost. So. Because, you know. No, I, I find it pretty impressive because uh, Cinema Sewer, from something that's done straight from you, so lovingly put together, I think that's the right word I should be using for you. Sure. Compulsively? Compulsively. <laughs> Obsessively. <laughs> Obsessively. You've done quite well for, for publishing this. Like, a lot of people that try to do, you know, their own little thing. And one of the things I think that is the real strength 
is the amount of quality and craftsmanship that goes into it. Because I see other zines and magazines put together on, you know, cult movies or whatever. And there's a lot of, like, crappy photocopies. You know, someone, like, typed something up in MS Word and then glued it onto the paper. Mm-hmm. You can totally see where it's been glued on there because that little shadow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's something I notice in, in CinemaStore. No shadows. Right. And even though I do actually do it all by hand, I do all my pace-ups by hand with glue like that. Um, but I am pretty careful. That is one thing I'm pretty careful about is stuff like that. But occasionally, you know, some of the images don't reproduce the way I want them to. I'm a, I'm a real stickler for that, and I, and I beat myself up about it. There's a couple ones in this issue, too, where I'm like, oh, I wish that it, you know, turned out different. This, you know, every time, there's always something I'm going to beat myself up over. So what do you think is the secret to the success of CinemaStore? Why is it? Why, why do people... Love it so much. I and mean, we, we came to the well, station today, and everyone's like, Oh, yeah, I love Cinema Sewer. It's like, Oh, I already had that. Yeah, no, I've got, you know, showing off the calendar and stuff. And, um, well, I'll tell you what I, what I gear, what I try to do when I make it. Now, whether or not it's successful at this or not, I don't know, but my whole stance with it is I want it to not seem like a magazine from a corporation. I want it to feel like a magazine from an, an individual. And an individual that knows, that is talented, that knows what he's talking about and but isn't afraid to be candid and and so i want it to almost read like a letter from a friend that's kind of my stance on it if my friend sent me letters like this <laughs> i would be really concerned <laughs> thanks um yeah how you doing <laughs> but i don't know that's that's kind of where i'm coming from on it well it's a, it's a, it's an impressive endeavor and you continue to to you know, gear up on the side and speak pretty strongly about your beliefs of being able to publish so openly and do what you'd like. Well, I'm I'm big into freedom of speech and freedom of the press. That's those are real, extremely important. Uh, I mean, when I vote, that's usually what I'm looking at. How does how does the uh, how does the, where does that candidate stand on those issues? Those are those are my issues that are extremely important in my life. So, just because of what I do. So. No, and I think that's important though is understanding you know who who you are voting for when you are making that choice is how a lot of people don't realize how that does affect you. Like, a Stephen Harper government, it's not going to be great for you. <laughs> no, not really. No, I mean, you know, he may read the magazine at home, <laughs> but he's going to lie through his teeth about reading it. Yeah, and he may even put, you know, implications in place to stop people from being able to buy it. I mean, Canada Customs, I mean, people don't realize that we have one of the strictest uh, customs in, in the free world. I mean, If, if you weren't actually... Publishing in Canada, is it very likely this magazine would ever be seen here? It would be really hard for this magazine to get into the country. No, most most comics are published in Canada, right? Or printed Ship, in Canada, print, shipped, shipped to, to the state, and then they can't make it back up here. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, now I'm just gonna I'm gonna play a quick song here, and when we get back, I want to hear about some of the uh, electronic endeavors you've been getting into. We're going to play the Sing Along with the Acid House Kings. Yep, Acid House Kings and the name of the album is uh, Sing Along with the Acid House Kings. Okay, and the track is Do What You Want to Do. Right. Um, One of my my favorite Swedish bands right now. I forgot to mention uh, before we came back, we're listening to Cinemaphonic compilation Electric Soul uh, with a track by Fernando Antonio Pearson. The song was Mellow Dancer. Mm -hmm. That's a groovy little track. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a whole CD of uh, instrumental, real funky stuff, electro funky stuff. Electro boogie. Yeah. <laughs> so on the electro note here, I don't I don't even know what the Acid House Kings sound like, <laughs> but we're pop. gonna be talking about electronic stuff when we get back. Okay. 
call it the Big Doll House. I'm a long time woman. Women locked behind walls of concrete and steel, guarded by barbed wire and guns. Their bodies were caged, but not their desires. Marnie, she sells her body to the highest bidder. Karen, she'd do anything for a man or to him. You won't die from this bullet, Harry, but you'll wish you had. Harrod, there's nothing she wouldn't do to satisfy her strange desires. Erica, she handles a machine gun like a lover, and her lover like a machine gun. Meet the girls of the big dollhouse. They're young, they're beautiful, they're killers. See what they do for love. See what they do for action. In the big dollhouse, in color, rated R. You have never seen a motion picture like this before. Yeah, I can see that. Inkstuds. Ow! CITR <laughs> 101.9 FM. We are talking about Cinema Sewer. We have a giveaway today if you want to call in at 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. We had the new issue of Cinema Sewer. And that was the big dollhouse. That was the big dollhouse. And I was just saying that part where you could hear it go, I'm a long time woman. That was Pam Greer singing that. Snap! Nice. Can I get a snap? Snap. Snap. Sorry. <laughs> I am so white. Well. <laughs> snap. Um, so call in and let us know what huh? your favorite one in prison movie is. And you have a possibility of winning a free Cinema Sewer calendar. What do you mean, possibility? Well, you actually have to call in. Yeah. Oh. Oh, someone's calling in. Ooh. Oh, they hung up. <laughs> <laughs> they went, whoops. <laughs> oh, I don't want Cinema Sewer calendar. <laughs> it's new Cinema Sewer calendar and new Cinema Sewer issue. And Which, with the issue, yes. we should mention the reason we're doing this today, it's a new issue's coming out. Tomorrow. Launch party. Launch party. There will, there will be pizza. There will be chips. There will be a dip. There will be homemade dip. One of my friends is making dip. Cheesies. Nice. There might, I don't know. I haven't decided on cheesies. Oh, come on. you got to have cheesies. <laughs> It's, it's Colin's only showing up if there's cheesy. <laughs> like, no cheesy. I'm staying home, guys. Yeah, it's BYOB. But, uh, it's and BYOC for Bring Your Own Cheesies. Yes, Bring Your Own Cheesies. And uh, it's going to be at uh, RX Comics, uh, which is at... 2418 Main Street. Yes, which is at Main and uh, 8th. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a real small space. Uh, so uh, if it's real packed, just uh, show up and buy an issue and get the hell out of there, please. <laughs> what? <laughs> Or you could hang out in the sidewalk or have fun or maybe join us as we go out for drinks afterwards, yeah, possibly. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. I'm just horsing her. Or stand out in the sidewalk picking fights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, oh. the, with the yuppies going to Aurora next door. <laughs> you have to admit, it is cramped in there, but it'll be cozy. It'll be real cozy. It'll be cozy. And you could buy some comics while you're there. Now, tell us a bit about the two DVD releases you have. Okay. Well, the first one that came out was actually kind of a bootleg because I never... It's you know it was kind of a uh, it was one of the female comic uh, scorpion scorpion prison movies and uh, that came out I didn't print too many of them but now I, I can't actually put that out anymore because uh, somebody's bought the North American rights to it but they hadn't but the they time. hadn't when I bought yeah so oh. I was actually within my legal rights of putting oh. it out but the first official uh, cinema sewer DVD has now come out which is the Retardotron video mixtape DVD. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just came out. Um, the problem with that was that I uh, 
they were uh, I had far a shi- too popular. They were far too popular. <laughs> I had a shipment of a uh, hundred discs, which were shit were Hold manufactured on. in uh, in uh, Holland, and uh, they were stopped at the border by Canada Customs and seized and destroyed because they were considered obscene. And uh, so I. All the people that had ordered them uh, had to wait until I could get more of them manufactured in the. I had to basically had to boot like a, uh, sorry, send a copy in, smuggle a, a copy in, into the country, and then have them manufactured in Toronto. Well, they were on uh, torrents for a while. Yeah, well, they are on torrents now too. Like before you put, before I got mine off you, apparently my friend saw it on there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. People <laughs> are stealing your stuff. No, um, no, it's not, it's not stealing. It's actually the guy who helped me manufacture it is okay. Put together a torrent because we want to get, we just want to get it out <clears> there to many people's possible. I have a quick thing. Just sorry, I have someone on the phone who said the only way in person movie he can remember is one with Anne Hesh. <laughs> Does Anne Hesh count? <laughs> No. No? <laughs> oh, that sounds too lame. Sorry. I know which movie that is, and it's just lame. So. you got to have the title of the movie. Yeah, and you got to have the title. Okay. What is Torrance? Explain Torrance to Colin. <laughs> do, oh, do I have to? I don't, I don't even do that stuff. It's online. You, you download the movie. You can download the movie. It's oh, not okay. meeting the standards. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, was there no appeal okay. process possible? Have a good day. There is an appeal process, but you have basically you're you're guilty until proven innocent with Canada Customs. Mm-hmm. The appeal and process is they write your name down on a list, <laughs> and then you have even less of a chance of getting stuff. Yeah, that's how kind of it works. <laughs> uh. well, I'm already on the list, so I don't really have too much to worry about. Unfortunately, it was all under Rebecca's name, was my wife, so she wasn't too pleased. <laughs> so now she's on the list. Yeah, she's on the list now too. <laughs> Eventually, all your friends and family <laughs> will be on this list. It's it's really silly because the, the, there's nothing illegal on the DVD. There's nothing that uh, you couldn't, you know, it's nothing that you would, that a person would go to jail for. It's basically just in the eyes of the customs official. Basically, he can look at it and go, I find that obscene. Therefore, he can seize it. It's uh, And, of course, obscenity is completely in the eye of the beholder. Okay, there were some things on there like, okay, there was some, there was a, turd coming out of someone's butt and then it was going back into their butt in slow motion there's stuff like that i mean there's the girl walking down the street covered in feces right 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 but uh, in, she's in japan that's what they do in japan <laughs> what <laughs> okay once again i like to remind people this this is a uh not the viewpoints of ubc or citr or the yellow matter society this is one man's you filthy mouth any japanese porn dude <laughs> it's, it's, it's poop obsessed Anyway, my point. My point is... I don't think you have a point the DVD, anymore. I, I should, I should tell you what the DVD is, though. The DVD is a compilation of really crazy scenes and different different short clips from movies, TV, all different forms of media. There's there's all different strange... There's, like, stuff that you've seen on the Internet and gone, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool if somebody had you know put together all this stuff in one compilation? That's what the Retardotron DVD is. And it's awesome quality. I watched it, and the quality is excellent as far as... Uh, you think Like, when you think Internet... You think like grainy, yeah. grainy, grainy crap. No, we went we went through a lot of hoops to get really good quality clips, and so, it's good. How long is it? It runs uh, just under two hours. And so, uh, how long is each clip on average? Um, some of them are. Uh, the guy who I got to edit together is, is a professional editor, lives in Holland, um, and some of the clips kind of run into each other. He actually kind of made music videos, like wow. p- putting stuff to music, and and uh, there's actually a few like pre-existing music videos on there, which is like the David Hasselhoff one, if you and the Stewie from Family Guy, right? That shows up in there. Um, you know, all the, there's tons of stuff on there that if anybody really wanted to get uh, litigious with us and uh, take us to court because we you know didn't have the the 
the, the rights to actually use those clips. They probably could. But whatever. Yeah, th so just you, boast that. Let them come on. Come on and get it. me. <laughs> so you had to do a second Canadian printing? Right. Yeah. So we ended up, uh, yeah, I smuggled it into the country. Now I'm manufacturing them, and now you can get them from me. No problem. Smuggled. Until the, until the Are day. you sure you want to say that on the air? Yeah, I like that word. <laughs> smuggled up someone's butt. It sounds hot, man. A DVD? <laughs> yeah, have fun taking a poop of that. <laughs> Ow! Smuggle. <laughs> imagine pooping a DVD? That'd be awesome. awesome. <laughs> That'd be the I don't know if awesome is the word I was looking for. Awe-inspiring. Painful. Well, if anybody does it, can you please film it so we can put it on the next DVD? <laughs> Retardotron 2. Yeah, there will be a sequel, and we've got some crazy stuff coming up. And say if I want to watch Retardotron... Where could I get it? Well, uh, I'm going to have them tomorrow at the launch. Um, and you can also buy them off me online uh, just by going to the cinemasewer.com website and just email me and say, I want... What if I just wanted to rent it? What if I didn't want to own the film? <sighs> you could rent it at Happy Bats. They have a copy, one copy. So if it's out, you have to wait. <laughs> but you, you want to buy it. It's good. <laughs> Trust me, you want to buy this. This is going to be the kind of... You know what? This is the, the perfect party DVD. You get a group of people together and you want to freak them out. Show, put on this DVD. It scares me a little, the thought of watching a DVD of clips that you find <laughs> freakish and disturbing. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I'm not exactly, you know, an innocent from the, uh, from the back country. But right. Some of these things can be... I, I think you lose track of just how disturbing some of these things can be. I kind of I like the act of losing track. It's kind of... What's the most disturbing thing freeing. you've seen, Robin Bougie? In my lifetime? <laughs> I don't know if I could really go into that. <laughs> Colin? <laughs> What's the most disturbing thing that you've had to see because of Robin Bougie? Because <laughs> of him? Yep. Oh, no, he's, he, knows, he knows that I can't deal with that stuff. Colin's a sensitive soul. Oh, yeah. We're okay with yeah. that. We're okay with that. You know, we can, we're not, not everybody's into the, you know, the same stuff. It's not. A, I'm, I'm not condemning it. It's just you know, not my cup of tea. What? <laughs> Colin likes tea. He does. I He's a teetotaler. Tea. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone ever wants to know what to get Colin? A tea enema. <laughs> That's the most disturbing. Thing. <laughs> it burns. <laughs> can you imagine like serving that that way? <laughs> No, that's the problem. <laughs> You're the only one who wants to imagine these things. I am not. There's lots of girls. Well, like I said, there. listeners beware. Listen, we have I just have a juvenile sense of humor. That's all it is. There's nothing wrong with that. You should see him at the playground. He's like talking pooty talk to all the all the kids there. <laughs> Whatever. You do for the poo. I've got a playground. What do you? I, I think, just I think probably the most disturbing thing that uh, Robin has introduced me to that I can think of offhand was the was it photographs or a film of an explosive diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had those warnings. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had that myself. You know, something I haven't looked at in my own butt. Beautifully yeah. shot. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the difference. The cinematography was beautiful. It, it was the cut scene from American Beauty. Well, it's the lighting. That's American, really, it was that American Beauty. The lighting. Have you ever thought of doing like um, sort of like America's Funniest Home Video kind of thing? For... Well, Retardotron kind of is, is that. Is that. It's very is much that, like that. Yeah. There was actually a bootleg um, 
VHS going around years ago called America's Funniest White Trash Videos. And it was somebody who worked at America's Funniest Home Videos uh, and was fired. And they took a bunch of clips of stuff that was too gross and crazy to get aired on the show. But he, but he had saved them. And they, this got released as a... I, I saw it as like a fifth, you know, like fifth quality generation copy. So it was really blurry and stuff. But it's all it's all kinds of disgusting stuff. There was one with... I remember there was like a kid... And he's like peeing on his mom, <laughs> and 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 the, and the dad is like, you know, ha ha, and she's like, don't encourage him. And it was, I don't know, it was really funny. And there's like a, lots of dogs fucking each other and stuff like that. No, oh, did I say that? <laughs> Can't take this boy anywhere seriously on the bus, and he's just, you know, not that I'm encouraging any of it. <laughs> it's a good tape, though. It's a good tape. I want to see this. It was crazy. I got my favorite movie from Mr. Bougie, Corey Hames, Me, Myself, and I. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Any fans of Corey Haim out there need to see this. All three of them. <laughs> it was like a uh, um, a thing that he made for, I think originally it was supposed to be made for fans of his fan, yeah. members of his fan club, but it did actually get released like in video stores for a brief time in like 1990. Horrible. But it's just him on a sofa talking about, you know, how much he loves kissing and he talks, he talks about dolphins floating through his bloodstream. He, I think he's completely high all the way through it. Who? But he's supposed to be, like, recovered from heroin and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's is this? Corey Haim. He's this 80s Brat Pack actor, and he's just terrible. He was in uh, Goonies. Was he in Goonies? He's in all that stuff. Yeah, he's in, you, you name it, it sucks in the 80s, and he's in it. Yep. Including Corey Haim, <laughs> me, myself, and I. <laughs> now... Just tying back to Cinema Store, we're running close to ending out of time. We have about six, seven minutes, and we'll be joined by the Rhymes and Reasons folk, and, or they'll be taken over for us. Why Cinema Store so excellent? Give us some more reasons to buy this new issue, Bougie. Or hunt down another issue. Are there other issues that might be of, of interest to people that they can pick up? Well, I, I understand I've... some are running pretty limited edition. Yeah. Uh, number 14 sold out. Uh, everything pre-19, number 11 is all sold out. And there's no reprints planned. Um, but, um, yeah, you can get, there's the last, uh, what, four or five issues or so are pretty much available. You can get them at Pulp Fiction and, uh, RX Comics near Main and Broadway there. Um, Comic Shop on 4th has them, uh, has some back issues. Zulu? Zulu has some. They even have the Incest Project. Yeah. And, uh... I actually have a new uh, zine that's coming out later in the year called The John Project, which is I'm going to be interviewing, well, I actually have been interviewing um, guys, a lot of guys who pay women to have sex with them. And uh, it's turning out pretty interesting. Uh, it's, for some reason, I'm having a hard time finding guys to interview that I've actually paid women to have sex with them. A lot of them don't want to actually talk, and even anonymously, which is I find a little strange considering I didn't have that much trouble finding people to, to talk to that uh, had had incestual uh, relationships. So this is actually, I'm having a harder time finding interview subjects for this than I was for the other one, which is odd, but it's an odd one. Um, now, I'm just noticing the Roller Girl riot. Have you watched the Roller Derby TV show? I forget what it's called. The new one? Yeah. Oh, I've, people keep talking about it, but I haven't seen I've it. I've got an episode at home. You'll have to come by and watch. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. It's awesome. Right uh, on. <laughs> yeah, the whole listenership at a CITR is not interested in us right now. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's another, there's a new roller derby league. Uh, somebody's trying to start one locally. Really? Yeah. And I know the, the girls from uh, uh, uberslut.com are thinking about making a team. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So... 
I've watched people beat each other up. Colin? Oh, I was just wondering if we should mention the columns you write uh, that, online. Excellent. Yes, Bougie, you do cinema sewer? Yeah. What the hell else are you doing? Uh, well, I, I'm writing for uh, a couple different uh, magazines, porn magazines, uh, Fox magazine, which you can buy on newsstands, uh, Lollipops magazine, uh, which you can also buy. Those Basically, I'm just writing DVD reviews for them. And uh, online, you can find my writing on uh, culturalgutter.com, which is, uh, and I'm, I'm the movie review guy there. It's uh, all different types of media. There's, there's a, a guy in charge of reviewing video games, and there's a guy in charge of uh, doing books, and I'm the, I'm the movie guy on that site. Comic books? Yep. There's a comics thing. Um, where else? Uh, a couple of the other sites that I was writing for have gone under, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, you can still find my stuff at uh, mrskin.com. I do uh, I do some like celebrity interview stuff there for them, and um, which you can find in their skin interview section. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's just me interviewing people who are not involved in the porn industry uh, and asking them about how they feel about porn and uh, what's their favorite nude scene in a movie. It's those types of questions. So, now what are some projects that you want to get working on that 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 you know you've been wanting to do and would like to get to well, i'd really like to get that john project done <laughs> that would be nice um i've got a few things that i'd really like to do i'd really like to do like, like a collected book of uh cinema sewer that's like that's kind of a long-term goal um but that's a project you've been working on for a while now yeah it's something that would be really be nice to do like in, in book form so would you be able to collect the earliest issues would you want to collect the earliest issues? Um, yeah, but I'd probably do some rewriting on them because yeah, mm. a lot of it's there's a lot of errors in the early issues. Like I didn't have I didn't even have the internet when I first started CinemaSewer. How can you do CinemaSewer without the <laughs> That's internet? That's just it. So there's a lot of glaring okay. errors that were just okay, basically uh-huh. trying to review movies, some movies from memory and stuff like that, and trying to get, remember the actors and stuff. So there, there are like errors like that. And plus, I'm a bad speller, and I didn't have a spell checker because I didn't have the internet or a computer. <laughs> the World so, Wide Web. Yeah. So. So I uh, there's a lot of spelling errors in the earlier issues. Uh, there's spelling errors in the new ones, but there was a lot more in the older ones. I have a question from mm-hmm. a caller. Right. Do you think Shauna Grand was murdered? Do I think she was murdered? Well, that would have to be by her boyfriend, because uh, he was really the only person in the house, I think, when she when she committed suicide. Uh, I don't think so, but, I mean, there's a lot of drugs involved in that situation. So, I don't know. I guess that's open to, to debate, but... Based on the information that I know, I mean, I've seen a couple documentaries. That's basically where my information is coming from. It looks, I, I think she committed suicide. Okay. I think we're uh, running up the show here. It's a couple minutes to any last words. Cinema Sewer, tomorrow, Arcs Comics, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, or 7.30, 9.30? Yeah, 7.30 to 9.30. Okay. Be there. Be square. Yep. Come and uh, have some cheesies. Yep. And uh, up next, uh, to finish off the show with, we have some Slick Rick. Oh, yeah. I'd like to thank Robin Bushi for coming down and making the trek to join us. I was very happy with his attendance. Next week, we will be talking about the current Muhammad comic strips. It's going to be a discussion group, uh, me and Colin and hopefully a couple other people, talking about it, the controversy and stuff, and what is censorship, what isn't, and kind of, you know. That's not interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good talk. I'm looking forward to it. Um, if you have anything you want to say for it, give us a holla holla when it's on. Or check out the live journal, inkstuds.livejournal.com, and comment on my journal. Um, after The week after that, we're going to be interviewing Bob Fingerman, Woohoo! which is going to be awesome. All of us are very excited about it. If you're listening, Bob, we're excited. 
he uh, he may be doing some work for CinemaSir in the future. Awesome. So. And I actually got hooked up with Bob through Mr. Bougie. Thank you very much, Bougie. No problem. And the week after that, look at me. I'm all I'm all planned out. <laughs> wow. Like a month in advance. Uh, we're going to be doing a show about comic artists and music and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Luke Meat, and who's looking at us now, spitting and cursing. <laughs> and uh, Bryce, the... I guess the station manager. I, I don't know what his title is, but Luke in charge of the music, Bryce in charge of making everything run smoothly. The tech, uh, the, the tech guy. The tech guy. Is it tech guy? I don't know. I don't know titles. But he's going to be joining us, and it's going to be the whole group of us. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Looking forward to it. So, Slick Rick, let me check which disc. I think it's. I have one last question, though. Oh, okay, go for it. Okay. So. From what I understand, you actually type up CinemaSewer on the computer, do right. spell check, then hand letter it. <laughs> I hand letter it, yeah. You do the columns, right. you do the strips. When do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'll answer that for him. He doesn't. <laughs> he knows that, too. Okay, i got to put music on, boys. Ta-ta. Bye. You kids get to bed, I get the storybook. Y'all tucked in? Here we go. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. You tonight, we're gonna make some cash Robbing old folks and making the dash They did the job, money came with ease But one couldn't stop, it's like he had a disease He robbed another and another and my sister and a brother Tried to rob a man who was a DT undercover The cop grabbed his arm, he started acting erratic He said, keep still boy, no need for static Punched him in his belly and he gave him a slap But little did he know the little boy was strapped The kid pulled out a gun, he said, why'd you hit me? The barrel set straight for the cop's kidney The cop got scared, the kid he starts to figure I'll do years if I pull this trigger So he co-dashed and ran around a block Cop radios into another lady cop He ran by a tree, there he saw the sister Shot for the head, he shot back but he missed her Looked around good and from expectations He decided he'd hit for the subway stations But she was coming and he made a left He was running top speed till he was out of breath Knocked an old man down and swore he killed Sorry. him then he made his move to an abandoned building Ran up the stairs up to the top floor Opened up a door there, guess who he saw? Who? Dave the dope be shooting dope Who don't know the meaning of water nor soap He said, I need bullets, hurry up, run The dope fiend brought back a spanking shotgun He went outside, but there was cops all over Then he dipped into a car, a stolen Nova Raced up the block doing 83 Crashed into a tree near university Escaped alive, though the car was battered Rat-a-tat-tatted and all the cops got Ran out of bullets and he still had static Grabbed the pregnant lady and pulled out the automatic Pointed out her head, he said the gun was full of lead He told the cops, back off, for honey, here's dead Deep in his heart, he knew he was wrong So he let the lady go and he starts to run on Sirens sounded, he seemed astounded And before long, the little boy got surrounded He dropped his gun, so went the glory And this is the way I have to end this story He was only 17 in a madman's dream The cops shot the kid, I still hear him scream This ain't funny, so don't you dare laugh huh? Just another case about the wrong path huh? Straight and arrow or your soul gets cast Good night Knock him out the box, Rick Ooh, boy.